Welcome to the Interviews Podcast. Ciao ragazzi, welcome Interisti to episode 27 of the Interviews Podcast here for the post-match of Torino Inter, which finishes 1-0 to the visitors. A goal from Brozovic in the 37th minute at the Stadio Olimpico Grande Torino. Uh, I am one half of your co-hosting duo, usually Alessandro Rafa, but today I'm I'm on my own here. Um, Johnny is at a bachelor party, so we hope that he's having a good time. Um, and this is going to be a solo pod, just me for today. So let's uh, let's get into it. Um, this was our last game of the the Serie A season uh, away from home. Last game left before our cup final in the Champions League against Manchester City. I think the biggest talking point coming into the game was ultimately what lineup would. Simone go with uh would we be resting players would he start with um a team and and give minutes to all the players that are going to be playing in the final to make sure that they're you know there's no uh drop off in form or fitness and we got our answer uh before the game as most of the the starters uh were in play here uh Handanovic ended up starting in net so Anana gets his uh his rest of course because he needs it as we know back three of Darmian uh, De Vrij and Bastoni, although Acerbi did end up playing in this game. So I guess some rest, but the minutes on his legs. Uh, in the midfield, Gagliardini, Brozovic, and Chalanoglu. Um, Gagliardini got, you know, this is his last game for Inter, so he was able to to see it out the full 90 minutes. And, um, you know, Brozovic and, and Chalanoglu start from the beginning, and then eventually Barella comes in in the second half, and he gets his minutes as well. Uh, and up top, we started Lula, so Lautaro and Lukaku. There was a lot of talk on Twitter about, you know, resting players and why would you even, um, why would you even leave it up to the chance that, that these players could get hurt? I see both sides of, uh, of the coin there. If you, if you look at Manchester City, they had a cup final today against, uh, Manchester United and they played, their entire starting eleven, aside from uh, from Ederson, it was Ortega, <clears throat> Ortega and Net. So, you know, I know it was a, a cup final versus Inter having a meaningless game, but they both, you know, both teams played with uh, a strong, um, a strong lineup, and both teams put minutes on those players' legs. So, listen, there's not much of a conversation to be had about it right now. Uh, if one of the players had come out hurt today there would be more of a conversation, but, you know, you can't really kill the guy. I mean, most of the players that are going to play in the finals had minutes on their legs, uh, and that's good, you know, keep them in form and in shape. I don't know if it was necessary for them to be out there today, but it is what it is. Um, you know, the other the other sort of talking point from this is uh, a question that's been going around is, how would you rate Inter Serie A season? Um, and I think there's there's no way that you can rate it anything above uh, a 5 out of 10. Anything above just average would be 
accepting us having 12 losses on our record as okay. If you want to look at the standings at the end of the year and you can see that we finished either second or third, you know, it is what it is, uh, that we qualified for top four for, uh, for champions league, you know, that's, that's an objective that we were able to secure. But the reality of the situation is that Napoli ran away with this title and there was no challenge from Inter whatsoever. And for that, you can't, you can't give them um, anything more than a score of uh, a five out of 10 for me. If anything, it might be a little bit lower. Again, we're not talking about the entirety of our season. Obviously, we've done well in the cups. But if you're looking just at this season where the competition was there for the taking, um, a really, really uh, weak, I would say, uh, title race this year. You know, Napoli obviously had a tremendous year, but... I'm not sure it would have played out the way that it played out if there was a team that was actually challenging them week after week and putting the pressure on them. Um, and I, and I, you know, I'm disappointed in how the Serie A season played out. And you can make your arguments for not having Skrinja, Brozovic, and Lukaku for really extended periods of time, which is fair. But you know, it, it is what it is. This is professional football. You have to take into account that you may have injuries and you have to work on the squad depth. And we did. We did have the squad depth to cover those injuries. Unfortunately, the performances did not, did not, um, you know, put us in a position to be able to challenge. Um, and with however many games were left in the season to be having to secure top four finish on the second to last match day. I don't know how you can be tremendously happy with that, but we'll leave it at that because we are playing in a champions league final coming up very, very shortly. Um, we are less than a week away. I believe it's the 10th, right? What's today? Yeah. So we're about a week away from the biggest game that Inter has played in, in years over a decade. Um, it's quite astonishing to think that we've made it this far, especially given uh, what we've had to deal with this season. And I don't think anybody, you know, even for Inter fans, it was questionable whether we would get here. But alas, we're here. Um, I'm nervous. You know, I, I don't think there's any other way to be. We're going up against this supposed juggernaut that I think might be might be there for the taking. I feel confident in what these players can do. What these players can do uh, against City. I know that they're looked at as this, you know, one of the greatest club sides of all time, but they do have weaknesses uh, in the team. Weaknesses that I think Inter can exploit. And we've seen how, how we've come up to the task all throughout the season. So I do think, uh, I do feel confident um, going into the final, but it doesn't mean that I'm not really nervous because after after all, this would the season looks a lot different without the the title, and it looks a lot different with the the title. Um, and I would just love to to be the ones that that you know took City out of this potential trouble winning season. Um, all the signs are there. You know, we talk about the signs, the egg. The bald referees, Mikitarian's uh, hairline being just like Pandev. So, you know, we'll see how things played out. Uh, during the match, I put out a 
uh, a little question of the day, see, uh, see what people were thinking and, and what they wanted to ask. So I'll go into that now. Uh, King Kong asked, is it better for Inter to keep Lukaku and Dzeko for next season? If not, who should Inter strikers be? I would rather see Lukaku on the team um, than Dzeko. You know, while serviceable, Dzeko will be approaching 40 years old. Uh, and, you know, he can provide an impact as a veteran striker. But with this windfall that we've gotten from going as far as we have in Champions League and um, being able to qualify for next season's competition, I would like the squad to be rejuvenated a little bit. And I think that the squad needs it. If there's a way to do the Lukaku deal, he's obviously a quality player. If there's a way to do it so that his wages are not prohibitive and that the fee that we would have to, to get Chelsea uh, is not you know, outrageous and doesn't allow us to strengthen in other areas of the team, then yeah, I, you know, I would like Lukaku back. But Dzeko, I think uh, it's time to move on from him. Because I do think there are some quality options out there, even on a free like Duram. I know that the wages are going to be high, but that is a player that you would be interested in. And and I'm definitely interested in getting younger. Uh, it's a miracle that the squad is held together the way that it has uh, so far um, to make it where pretty much everyone is healthy for the end, even though Skriniar is, is likely not going to be fit enough to play in the final um, and Mkhitaryan and Korea are sort of hobbling into it. But, you know, with all, uh, to go into these, the next season with all these players being another year older, I think it's time to work on the other, uh, work down the squad age um, and get that down as, as much as we can. And Jekko is an option for us to, to move on from. So if we can find a, a way to keep Lukaku in a way that is not restrictive, I'm all for it. Jekko, I think we should definitely move on from. Question from Peter Jordan. Do we start with our strongest lineup and go Lukaku, or do we keep him on the bench to bring on knowing the risk if it heads to extra time penalties? Jekyll won't have the same punch off the bench. This has been an interesting question because the formula of having Jekyll start from the beginning and bringing on Lukaku has worked incredibly well in these Champions League ties thus far. But for me, I think in a Champions League final, this is a one-game knockout. And like, you know, like Peter mentioned, there's a possibility of penalties and so forth. I would go with my strongest 11 from the start. You, you don't want to you don't want to overmanage a game like this um, against a, a team like City. I could see him starting Jekko, but if for my money, I think that we should go Lula up top. We saw just how devastating they can be. Um you know, in uh, our game last week where they tore up Atalanta very early on in the game. Um, and I think that what you saw against Atalanta is is likely for for to be what we see in the Champions League final with Brozovic, Barella, Hakan, Lukaku, and Lautaro. I don't think anybody can argue that that's not our best starting eleven. And even though Dzeko in that situation may not have the same punch off the bench, if you go with the midfield that you go with, um, and try to give that midfield three with Lula the most amount of time that you can, the only way to do it is if you start all of those players. And that's that's my thinking here. Um, you don't want to give that midfield three and Lula only time when you need to bring Jekyll off in the 60th minute, and they only have you know however many minutes in the second half to work with. 
I would rather do it for as, as long as possible. Um, so yeah, for me, I would like to see Lukaku start from this, from the, the start. Mancuso, are you guys uh, concerned at all about extending Inzaghi? Are you 100% behind him going forward? I've talked a lot of shit earlier in the year, as have we, Mancuso, and wanted him out before we got hot and started playing well. Am I wrong to be worried that this just might be a fluke and next season? No, you're not wrong to be worried about Inzaghi. I mean, he obviously has a lot to figure out in the league, right? He hasn't been able to do it. I think he had enough to do it last year, but obviously we know what Milan was and, you know, it's been called the luckiest Scudetto of all time, and I, w- I would have a hard time argue ag- arguing against some of the facts there. Um, but he has to prove it in, in the Campionato. He has to prove it over a 38-game season. I think the positives from the season, obviously we know what he's like in the Cups, and this is a, you know, we're in the Champions League final, and you can't downplay that. And we did ultimately secure top four, and we, we've won the Supercoppa and the Coppa. So... You have to give him next year to try again and figure it out, especially the way the players responded to him after we had a midseason drop in form. We got players back and we saw what his real team was once Lukaku and Brozovic came back. And the team was amazing um, and just really, really fun to watch. I don't love how rigid he is uh, in terms of his tactical setup. Like I, I would love for us to be able to play in a little bit of different ways. But we've seen it be really effective. Now we need to see it be done over um, over the full season. I think for most Inter fans for next year, everyone is looking at getting the second star. That has to be the top priority. But the problem with saying, oh, Simona can't do it in the league is, okay, well, who else would you trust at the helm right now that can take a team that's already good enough to get into the Champions League final um, and bring them over the top in uh, in Serie A. I would rather give Simona that opportunity to prove that some things went wrong for him this year, and um, you know things could have could have gone better. He could have been better, but with managers, there's also learning lessons that need to be had and things that you need to go through in in your career. Like with Lazio, he never really had the team to be able to challenge for the title realistically. Um, Lazio is Lazio, but I didn't there. He, he has, and I'm sure he's learned some lessons this year. And I'd be curious to see if they, uh, back his idea of transfers, you know, we've seen how that's worked out with, uh, the likes of Korea, or if Marotta is able to rejuvenate the squad in a different, in a different sense and, and what he's able to do about that. Uh, FN 11, God forbid we lose the final. Can we still consider this a good season considering we made it to the final in the first place? Um, anything can happen in a one-off knockout game. I think for me, I'm more... I need to answer this after I see the performance in the final because if we just get decked, which I don't think is going to happen, by the way, but if we just get decked, then you feel a lot different than if this is something that happens in extra time or... You know, if it if it's just patently clear that we didn't have the better team, I think you sort of evaluate, um, you evaluate uh, at that point in time. What would I rate the season one to ten? I, I set a five, um, and uh, I'm sticking to my guns there. All right. There's not, you know, there's not much to talk about this game. What do you, what do you want me to say? It was a meaningless game. Uh, there was, some of the players played like it was, it was meaningless. But 
listen, it's an exhibition. It's a training session for the guys and they pass the test. I mean, in a game where things mattered a little bit more for Torino because um, they could have been the best of the rest and you don't know what's going to happen with uh, Juventus uh, potentially getting sanctioned by uh, by UEFA. Maybe there was some sort of path for Torino. I don't know. But, um, you know, the game obviously didn't mean much for us. And we still came out with a one nothing win, a clean sheet. Handanovic played well, uh, made several, several saves, a send-off to the captain, Samir. Thank you for the... Thank you for being there um, for us for all those years, especially when... You know, I think Samir had come into the club thinking his career would play out a little differently and that we'd always be challenging. But for, for many years there, we weren't. Um, and we were just out of it. Um, guys, if you could see, my girlfriend thinks that I'm on video. So she's crawling on the floor to try to get uh, a notebook right now. What an absolute clown. Thank you so much for respecting the pod. Um, Devray, I thought played well. There's been a lot of conversation about him, uh, potentially starting the final over Acerbi. I don't think that you rock the boat like that in, in a one-off game, but I'm feeling much better about Devray renewing with us. Brozovic likely the best man on the, on the pitch, uh, for me. Um, he just looks, you know, smooth, smooth operator. He looked like typical Brozo and he did, uh, he did also bag himself a really nice goal, left-footed shot from outside the box. Um, you know, Vanya Milinkovic-Savic probably could have could have gotten to it, but hopefully that's not the first Milinkovic-Savic gift that we get this season, if you guys know what I mean. Uh, Lautaro Lukaku. Uh, Lukaku spun Buongiorno, just killed him in the first half. His finish was off, but, you know... I, I liked what I saw out of him heading into this final. Cordaz gets himself uh, some game time for the first time this year. The players love him. You see on um, on Twitter and on Instagram after the game, they're saying, you know, to renew the guy that he deserves it. He's obviously a locker room glue kind of guy. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, you know, let him be part of the staff. No, no big deal. Uh, Jekyll gets in the game. Belanova gets in the game. I think one of the things that people are ultimately going to want to talk about is that they didn't get to see any youngsters uh, at the end of the season here in a game where, you know, they could have. Uh, about that, a lot of our youngsters weren't around. They're, you know, Carboni had just got back from the team getting knocked out um in the U20 World Cup and apparently he picked up a knock you're talking about um Akin Sanmiro you could have seen but he came into the Primavera a little late into the season he's been called up for games but incredibly raw player I mean you know I guess Simone valued getting minutes for some of the guys that are going to be playing in a week's time over giving debuts for no reason in a meaningless game Zanotti and Fontana Rosa are still with Italy. Um, Ilyev, I don't know where Ilyev is. We should go find him. He probably should have gotten something, but I, I don't know that he, he really fits into the system. Uh, and that's that, guys. Um, last interviews pod of the Serie A season. Meaningless game. I've said it before, but a win's a win. We get the three points. We finish with 72 points in Serie A this season. 
not great, not great, but uh, we move on. Really excited for the final. Thank you guys for listening. Quick pod today. And um, we'll see you soon. In the words of the great Roberto Scarpini, forza ragazzi, forza ragazzi, forza ragazzi. (laughs) 